Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The uh, General, John McClain, joins us. Brought to you by HornSolutions.net. John, of course, our senior Texans columnist, SportsRadio610.com and GalleriesSports.com. John, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing good. John, you sound chipper today. How you feeling? Chipper? Yeah, your voice. I don't know. I feel the way I do every morning. No, you sound but, glib. You know, you do. You sound very, because you, you, you know, you've had the... Some throat issues of late. You sound very crystal clear today. I was oh. just—it was a compliment. Good, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a smooth talking, yeah. silky voice. Yeah, well, it's good. Of we, a gun we got a podcast like. to record yeah. in a few hours. I'm excited. Yeah. Um. So, John, uh, Mike Kafka and Ijero Ivero in town today. Um. I guess j- give us a skinny on these two interviews and where these candidates fit into the pecking order right now. Well, uh, Ijero Vero actually came to Houston last week. He's doing a Zoom today. And uh, Kafka, of course, is available since he's not playing in a championship game. And they interviewed him last week. Now they bring him in. And uh, I don't – I maybe he'll blow him away and they'll end up hiring him or they'll hire a Jiro Aviro. But I just feel like it's going to be one of the coordinators who's in the championship game. And, of course, I'm like most people. I'd like to see – be – D'Amico Ryans, who had a great interview last week, according to what I've heard from people from both sides, not to say the others have not. But once once you bring them in, and they can bring in the other three next week, and then I, even though the NFL doesn't like teams making big announcements in Super Bowl week, I think that it'll be uh, during Super Bowl week when they'll make the hire and uh, then get on with the assistant coaches. And uh, so it's it's a very exciting time. I know very little about uh, Vero because he took over a defense that was uh, put together by Vic Fangio. He did a really good job. You know, it was overshadowed how well the defense played because the offense was so horrendous. And uh, so, you know, maybe it'll be him. I don't have an idea who it will be, but my guess is it'll be one of the three who we see play this weekend. You know, John, if if it is indeed those three guys uh, from the Eagles and the 49ers that are the finalists, and uh, we don't know for sure, but let's say it is Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, or D'Amico Ryans. Um, I, I'm like you. I like D'Amico for various reasons. and I, But if it came down to Steichen and Gannon, What's the tiebreaker there? And let's say it's not just that Steichen is an offensive guy. Like, what's a what's the tiebreaker between Steichen and Gannon? Since I don't know them, I'm not sure, but I'll say this: both have done fantastic jobs. Steichen's got the most balanced offense in the NFL. He's got a great running game with running backs people haven't heard of. Both have great lines. The offensive line of the Eagles is great. Defensive line is great. 70 sacks, five more uh, in the last game. And their linemen all were in double figures. So if he's the coach, he, you know he's going to demand 
uh, improvements in the defensive line, which we already know they need another pass rusher and they need another interior guy. And um, they know Gannon Pass because they interviewed him twice last year. They've interviewed him once this year. And uh, and so I'm sure they'll – I'm guessing they'll bring him in, even though they're – I don't know what else they could find out unless they're picking his brain about his defense. And then Shane Steichen has been a coordinator longer than any of these guys, three years, once with the Chargers when Justin Herbert was a rookie. He calls – he calls the plays. I like both these guys. For everything I've heard, read, talked to people, the Eagles' defense is outstanding. We talk about D'Amico's defense, but, man, the Eagles is good too. So I people like both of them, and uh, maybe people, the odds makers have Gannon is the favorite because they've interviewed him so much and they know him so well. John McClain joining us, brought to you by HornSolutions.net. John, I want to circle back to D'Amico for a second. You mentioned something there that you've – sounds like you've been in communication with people from, from both sides of that and that the interview went well. Is there anything more you can divulge or share about what about the interview went well? Was it the interaction? Was it, uh, you know, just any, any more uh, elaboration you can do on that one? Whatever D'Amico told them in his first interview, he interviewed Friday afternoon – after the 49ers had, had finished and it was a long interview and went into the early evening. And I'm guessing because each of those with the Broncos Thursday and the Texans on Friday, you know, when you're doing those and you're about to play a game, it didn't surprise me. The word Jay Glazer used on the other two teams was canceled. It would sound like they were postponed, but um, I know that all I know is whatever, he told them whether they asked the question or not, they were very, very impressed. And D'Amico is, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, his wife is from here. They got married here. They, uh, while he was with the Eagles and, uh, they started a home for wayward children here during the pandemic. And, uh, so it's, it's almost like their second home. And, uh, so you were talking about the way these jobs are rated. I was listening to, uh, an NFL show and, uh, the, the, the net broadcasters, the talk shows were talking about the, the more they studied it, the more attractive the Houston offer became once people got beyond firing a coach two years in a row, because every talk show I've done said, if you look at way Texas performed this year, especially on offense, it's not surprising they've, they've moved on. If Lovey Smith had had a better coordinator than Pep Hamilton, who'd done a better job, he'd still be the head coach. So people are kind of okay. Instead of knee-jerk reaction, they fired guys back-to-back seasons. Oh, this is a pretty attractive situation with the draft choices and the cap situation. And any first-time head coach needs an experienced personnel guy because Ariel's got 22 years and uh, – so then the key is, who would they have offense? You know, if it's D'Amico or Gannon, do they call the defense? Do they bring in a coordinator? I'm guessing they would call it. And uh, does Shane Steichen want to call his own plays? Does he want to hire an offensive coordinator to do for him what he's done for Nick Sirianni, which is called the play? So those are the kind of things that teams the team would already know since they've talked to him uh, at length. But uh, I think we're getting closer and closer. It might be next week, but it could be at the latest, I think, the Super Bowl week. Um, 
John, I want you to choose between two unlikely scenarios, but which one would you prefer? If D'Amico were to bring one of these two into his home for wayward children, Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, which one, which wayward child would be a better fit for the Houston Texans? Uh, uh, you mean for D'Amico's home for wayward children? Well, yeah, and also to play football. Are you talking – oh, for a quarterback. Well, yeah. first of all, I can imagine yeah. either one of them would want to come here considering they're still rebuilding, and both of them want to go to a, a team that gives them a chance to go to the playoffs. And Rodgers would cost more than Derek Carr, so I guess uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. Boy, and that would that would be something for the Texans. Jeremy fans. Fowler had put it out there yeah. that, that, that it was. He tried to connect a bunch of dots by based on Casario having worked with the the Raiders GM at some point, and they've done it trades wasn't even together. Him. Like, it was like some coach he was quoting or something. Yeah, like that. Was, yeah. I, I don't Leaping see it. Break. Yeah. Yeah. Either one of those guys is coming here. Jeez, can you see Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'll go to into a rebuilding situation yeah. with everybody that knows him including the people that have covered him for years. And I saw one this morning, Rob Demosky on ESPN. He does not want to go to a rebuilding situation. Uh, John, some reports that it look like it looks like uh, the Broncos and Sean Payton may be on the verge of a, a marriage here. Um, what, what kind of stock do you put into that report, and do you think it's a good fit? If it's money, they got more money than anybody in the NFL, including David Teppert, Carolina. And uh, they don't have a lot of draft choices, but it'd be a long-term deal. They'd have to give up a one, whether it's this year or next year. And I was I was watching ESPN talk about he has a close relationship with Russell Wilson, and I'm trying to figure out, well, why? How would he never work with him? How would he be, quote-unquote, close? And so I think it'd be a good fit if that's where he wants to go. You know, it's a great fan base. They sell out every game. He's got a good. He's got a good defense, and uh, and they could pay him the twenty million, which would put him right there with Bill Belichick, even though he doesn't deserve to be with Bill Belichick. Uh, with Sean Payton, he's dead last on my power rankings of coaches that I want here now. Um, partly just because I feel like him leaking whatever he leaked to Colin Coward about how it went with the Zoom meeting with the Texans. Just it's off putting to me. I don't think he's interested in the Texans. Is there is there any chance that he's still in the conversation at all? I, there's always a chance, but I'd be surprised because, um, based on every, he goes on Colin Coward a lot. And when he's not on Colin Coward, Colin's got a lot of information about him, like you were talking about last week. I know this. I can't imagine the Texans would pay $20 million for a head coach. And, uh, I mean, guys like Pete Carroll and Andy Reid have been around forever. They make, from what I understand, just short of fifteen million a year, I think they'd pay that. But it's not like Peyton's beating down their door to come here. You know, a lot of people are well, a lot of people. It's Mike Florio is pushing the narrative that Tom Brady and Sean Payton could go to Carolina, but the Saints would want more from the Panthers to let him go to a division rival that would make them the favorite right away. And the Panthers have a lot of piece other pieces put together other than the quarterback. So I don't know if he wanted to be with Brady, like they said he wanted to be with Brady last year in Denver, and then the NFL found out about it and find the uh, Dolphins and uh, took away their number one pick this year. That would be the place to do it. Could be he's using Denver. I mean, Sean Payton's on TV. He's smart. 
He knows how to leak things to get his message out. And I can't wait to see how it ends up. And Denver, to me, be just as good as Carolina. John, are you happy for your old friend Bill O'Brien that he's back in the NFL? Yeah, well, that was one of the worst-kept secrets. I've been seeing that sitting near the end of the year. He knows Mac Jones. Mac Jones, will, if it will, should improve over way, the way he was coached this year. Bill Belichick always had great things to say about O'Brien, so good for him. Yeah. Is that um, – I, I guess just that whole scenario up in New England this year – where Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia, defensive coordinator, is the offensive coordinator. Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator, is your quarterback's coach with your young first-round quarterback who just came off of a pretty good year. Do you, do you get the sense now that they were just wait, biding time until Bill O'Brien you know, became available from Alabama? That's the way it looks, Seth. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was an expensive price to pay to <laughs> do that while you're waiting on Bill O'Brien. And – uh Bill coached Bryce Young both years, and Bryce Young did great. He should be the first quarterback taken. But, man, if you're just keeping the seat warm with a former defensive coordinator and special teams coach, both of whom have been fired for head coaching jobs, usually Bill Belichick is the smartest guy in the room. But Mac Jones took a step back, coached by those guys. And I don't know what Belichick expected. I kept thinking – he knows something everybody else doesn't know, and Jones is going to take that improvement you expect to see in a sophomore quarterback, but it certainly didn't happen. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you've got when you're really, really, really good at your job. Yeah, every now and then you can just tell your boss, like, "Hey, uh, by the way, we're going to try something crazy." And 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 it actually, I was about to say it might really be a, be a disaster, but it wasn't a total disaster as a as a team effort. Um, that he's just got that kind of leeway. They well, if Jacoby if Jacoby Myers doesn't yeah. throw that ball back in that Raider game, they they make the playoffs. It's actually, I'm, uh, if they make <laughs> the playoffs with uh, they make the playoffs with two non offensive coordinators as like co offensive coordinators, yeah. that's actually pretty impressive. It is not bad. Put it like this there's an assistant coach of the year award, and I don't think that, that uh, we will see Patricia or Judge <laughs> in the running. No, I doubt it, John. Hey, John, real quick before we get you out of here, uh, does Jim Ursay pull the trigger and hire Jeff Saturday to be a full time coach? I just can't imagine he would do that based on what we saw, but he is Jim Ursay. He was the last coaches he's had have been pretty good selections they've done well i mean even frank reich did well till till the quarterback carousel and but saturday would still be so off the wall it wouldn't surprise me but i just can't imagine they're gonna do it all right john what do you got going on on your various platforms i'm writing today uh about uh bruce matthews who is going into the houston sports hall of fame tonight at uh, the big event at the Wortham, I'll be part of the Bruce presentation. And uh, on uh, sportsradio610.com, I'm continuing to write about the race to be the next Texans head coach. John, I will talk to you in a few hours when we record our mailbag episode of the Utopia Football Podcast. I look forward to it, guys. Thank you very much, as always. All right, thanks, John. Appreciate that. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com if you want to send in a if you're if you got your phone out and you're in front of your computer, you want to email John and I a question. Uh, if it's a good one, we'll get it on the on the episode this week. We record in just a few hours. H-O-U mailbag at gmail.com. All right, up next, we just mentioned Bill O'Brien. If you want to hear enthusiasm for Bill O'Brien getting hired to your football team, stay tuned. We've got it for you. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Bill O'Brien is the new offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. I say new, he's resuming his role that he left in 2011. So a decade later, he's back in New England, that's where he's from. And uh, he will be coaching for the team that he broke into the NFL with. I think Bill O'Brien's thought about a certain way here in Houston, largely because of how it ended with him as the general manager. Um, Did some decent things as a coach, but as a GM, it was a disaster. And um, we'll see. He's been the OC in Alabama the last couple years. Done a nice job there with Bryce Young, despite what some Alabama fans think about him during some of the losses that Alabama has. People in enemy. Alabama were so happy to see Bill O'Brien go. Yeah, he was public enemy number one. The defensive coordinator, I think, just walked away. Right? He went yes. to Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, Golding went to Ole Miss. Um, WEEI is our sister station up in Boston. Which show was this on WEEI, Seth? You know? The Greg Hill Show. Okay, the Greg Hill Show. Um, Which, uh, it features Greg Hill and some other guy that talks like the ultimate Bostonian. Okay. Yeah. I'm here I don't for know it. who it is, but he sounds like he's from Boston. Here was a, the Greg Hill show on our sister and station, I, WEEI. And I found this because Landry tweeted it out last night. Okay. Basically saying, wow, they sure are excited to uh, hear about Bill O'Brien coming back uh, up in, in Boston. Let's hear it. Bill O'Brien is returning to Foxborough as mm. the offensive quarter, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Okay. That is important. Quarterback coach was the job description of Joe Judge. So that officially means that Joe Judge is out in that capacity. But Bill O'Brien has returned to the Patriots as the offensive coordinator, and this is phenomenal news. All right, step one, complete. Yeah. 
Um, step two, you're going to say, is getting a different quarterback. No, now, well, <laughs> can we give Mac Jones a year? Well, you, you uh, get uh, a year. This is his second season. I the, the, this. Let's get rid of this whole entire second season. This All is right. it here with a legit coordinator who knows the system, knows yep. Bill Belichick, and knows Mac Jones. Yeah, that's Jermaine Wiggins, by the way, former NFL. Oh yeah, in. former from, teammate of Ted Johnson. He's from Brooklyn originally. Okay. Yeah, so they're super excited about it. I think. I think up there. They feel like, okay, they, they never won a Super Bowl if they had good offenses with Bill O'Brien and Tom Brady. Uh, my cautionary word to the, the good people of Boston would be that, yes, they had good offenses when Tom Brady was the quarterback up there. With Bill O'Brien in Houston, they never finished better than 11th in scoring in the NFL. And they only finished better than 14th once. That was at when they finished 11th in 2018. They, twice they finished 14th, then uh, 17th, 22nd, and 29th. Like, they were not productive offenses with the Texans under Bill O'Brien. Now, you could blame it on various things, but I think the key thing there is that you, they never had Tom Brady at the helm and Bill Belichick as a head coach uh, during any of those Bill O'Brien offenses. 14th is in the lower quartile of the upper middle quartile it's in the lower half of the second quartile yeah yeah in the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile i don't know yeah. what your big complaint is honestly <laughs> it's the lower half of the second quartile <laughs> yeah but yeah Thornton and jimmer say well if jimmer was able to speak accurately about i don't even it. know this but there's four quartiles total and that's yeah. the second quartile so in the six full years that bill o'brien here it was here Five times his offense, or I should say his team, because this includes you know some defensive scores. Uh, the team was 14th or worse in scoring. Yeah, so they were like just about dead average or OC. worst yeah. in scoring in five out of those six full seasons. And then the one season they were in the not even in the top third, Sean. They were in the uh, <laughs> they were what quartile were they? And I only speak quartile. Well, there's sorry. eleven. Well, thirty three. If it was a so it was uh, if they were uh, well if they were eleventh, yeah, they were just outside whatever the top third would be. They were in the upper half <laughs> of the second quartile. Yes, they were a third of a spot away you, from being Mersen. in the top. In the third. upper quartile, yeah. winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um. I think here's the thing. Here's the thing to me about this O'Brien thing. Those are numbers that, if I'm in New England, I want to know those. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think what they're thinking, they're not thinking of O'Brien, the Texans head coach in OC, when they're effusive in their praise. They're thinking of two things. Holy crap! It was bad with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Yeah. And you know what? When O'Brien was here, wasn't that bad? They made it to a Super Bowl in 2011 with O'Brien as the OC. Yeah. Obviously, the big difference is you had Tom Brady in his prime in 2009 through 2011, clearly. I think what's different, too, is that you're not stepping in. If he were coming in last year, it would feel a little more like that. I'm not saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady, but Mac Jones was not a repair job. He's a repair job now. He's a a fixer-upper, makes him sound like he's old. This is a, a a bit of a triage situation for O'Brien. Like Matt, Mac Jones is a little bit broken from that year, yeah. so he's got to get Mac Jones back to at least where he was as a rookie. So this is different than just sort of steering the ship that Tom Brady's on with you. Like O'Brien's got some work to do at this job. Yeah, and um, Jones is the most important player in the building. I, look, if you go through Bill O'Brien's history as an offensive coordinator and or a head coach, 
His offenses when Tom Brady was not his quarterback have been very mediocre. Yeah. It's um it's really an impressive feat that he's pulled off mostly by taking the right jobs and I think being a smart football guy uh, but but ultimately never actually generating or creating a great offense. He took over a great offense and he manned the rudder <laughs> for a few years mm-hmm. and then sprung board off of that into other jobs. So, you know, and likewise with Alabama. Now Alabama would be a so I should because I remember going back and doing all these and doing spreadsheets of it. Alabama has had a very good offense, but again, that was similar to they've they've also got the best talent in the country. Sure. You yeah. know, are amongst the best talent in the country. So Absolutely. Yeah, this would be this would be the biggest challenge in terms of expectations for him. Yeah. I think for him to get that offense anywhere close to back what it was when he had Tom Brady as his offensive uh, as his quarterback is going to be a it'll be something that he's never pulled off really in his yeah. career. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Um text message trailer wheel and frame text page. Trailer wheel. 0520. If possible, can you ask John McClain? Okay, well, we can't. He's not on with us anymore, but we can ask uh, Seth. No. We can ask Seth Payne. If possible, can you ask John McClain? What are his thoughts on Greg Roman as the OC if D'Amico Ryans is selected as the head coach? I think the problem Greg Roman is going to have is that now he's been typecast as a guy who can get the most out of the legs of an athletic quarterback, but without actually you know, teaching him or creating an offense that turns him into a better passer. And, you know, because he's done it with Colin Kaepernick, Tyrod Taylor, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson now, and ultimately he needs to show that he can actually help cultivate a really good passer somewhere along the way. So I I think him and a – I don't know if this is ever a good idea. I'm sure it's worked in various scenarios, but as a co-offensive coordinator with a passing coordinator, I I think there's something intriguing about that. The problem is – when the Ravens tried that, it was with David Culley as the passing game What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to elaborate a little. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was, uh, he ruined uh, The problem is Greg Roman ruined David Culley That's as right. a passing game, That's passing right. game coordinator. That's right. Yeah. Ever heard of Air Culley? That's what we wanted. Air Culley. Yeah. So I would be surprised, especially given that you know, I, neither of the top two quarterbacks here, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, are nearly the types of athletes. No, not even that. You know, and Colin Kaepernick wasn't a great athlete, but he was an athlete. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't Lamar. Nobody's Lamar Jackson. Right. Um. But I think both Colin Kaepernick and Tyrod Taylor could hurt you with their legs. And remember that Colin Kaepernick was in that first wave of zone read quarterbacks That's in right. the NFL. Yep. To where, and he was, and Colin Kaepernick because he played that he played the pistol. In college, At Nevada, and they yeah. and they and and no, like they, he was amongst the first to actually run the pistol, and then they unleashed that in the NFL, and nobody had seen it before. So it was really like a, a confluence of a whole bunch of factors that was perfect right then. But it's not the same as taking Bryce Young and turning him into an NFL quarterback. I'm not taking a look at the 49er staff to start shopping around for who's going to coach. The offense for the Texans. For the te- well, okay. If if it were, it, right. it, it, and let me be clear, people are like, wait, did they hire Demico? Yeah. They didn't hire Demico, but if they hired Demico, there was a rumor that Clint Kubiak, son of Gary Kubiak, was going to interview with the Bucks. Um, yeah, I saw that. And somebody else told us that they might think that might not be true. Um, but like Clint Kubiak, obviously has experience in the system. Chris Forrester, who is the 49ers offensive line coach and run game coordinator, has been mentioned a good chunk. And 
That would be intriguing, obviously, with D'Amico. I think people are going to hear run game coordinator and get a little bit nervous about that. I remember that in that Kubiak offense or in that Shanahan offense, the run game and the passing game are so intertwined. It's not one setting up the other. It's just that everything, they try to make everything look the same. Like they've got so many plays where the run looks like the pass and the pass looks like the run. So those guys work a lot more in concert than perhaps with other types of schemes or systems. So that's a, that's one of the names I've seen thrown around. You know, with the, with offensive coordinators, it's always okay. It's a receiver's coach or it's an offensive line coach or some running backs coach that you never really heard of before, but oh, it turns out he's a really good offensive mind. So sure. I'm, I'm wide open as long as if it were D'Amico, for instance, that he's got a plan, yeah. obviously. Like, he's got a he's got a pipeline of guys that he's going to reach out to. The, the, the one, th- I think maybe the one, I don't know if myth or narrative is the right word, but the one thing about hiring D'Amico or a defensive yeah. person from the Shanahan tree is, oh, and they're going to bring somebody and they're going to run the Shanahan offense. The Jets this year have poured cold water on that for me. Yeah. They, they, they brought in Mike LaFleur, and it's been a disaster with Zach Wilson. I think right. some of that is Zach Wilson, but I read an article in The Athletic about Mike LaFleur. You know, it... it it just wasn't all roses behind the scene. Well, it wasn't well, nearly as seamless a transition. This is the other part, and this is the this is the intriguing part to me. Okay, the big issue with the NFL and not hiring an offensive coach is that you end up getting you know an offensive whiz kid who ends up you know, like the off- If you get an offensive whiz kid as your offensive coordinator, he's going to get yoinked to be a head coach in like so, two years. Yeah. yeah. So ideally, whether it's a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator. If you can find a guy who's an older guy who's not really thought of as a head coach guy, that's what Bruce Arians was forever until he kind of, you know, the, the freakish uh, Chuck Chuck Pagano cancer situation yep. you know, kind of elevated him to that role. Yeah. Um, like Chuck Forrest, Chris Forrester is 61 years old. Older guy. And likely, you know, is not really thought of as a head coach type of guy. If he can be your offensive coordinator and you can have oh. you know some stability there, Delegate. that's pretty nice. Yeah, you know, just like Dick LeBeau was like that for a long time. Okay, he's not a head coach anymore. Doesn't want to be a head coach. He just wants to be a defensive coordinator. So if you get him as your defensive coordinator, like Tomlin had him, and then like they had him in Tennessee, yeah, you don't have to worry about him getting plucked out of your out of your hands. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Um, I would say the of the mock drafts, the ones that I think a lot of football fans look forward to, agree or disagree with him. Mel Kiper is sort of the the godfather of that. He's got his first uh, mock draft out, and what does he have the Texans doing? How excited will you be? Does he have the Texans moving in a direction? that you see as positive. We will tell you what the old Melster says next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 Uh, presents Payne and Pendergast. Before we get to Mel Kuyper's mock draft, we need to clarify something. I forgot. Seth Payne's okay. candidate to so, be the OC for the Texans. Chris, Chris Forster. <laughs> was, I mentioned him because it was in an article about how he might be a, 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 an OC coordinator, uh, uh, an offensive coordinator candidate this year. Um, she could be. I had completely forgotten that this was the fella who, when he was the offensive line coach in Miami, um, video emerged of him snorting coke and talking to the, I think it was a Vegas dancer that he missed and wanted to be with again. Uh, it's all uh, Ben. Do we have it yet? Is it okay? We'll wait. A, oh, we do have it. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, hold on, Ben. Why do you ben, look so dude. disgusted? What's it? Yeah. What's wrong, Ben? Yeah. What's, Maybe Ben a simple yes will do. Like you rolled your you eyes a- and started cackling. Like, oh, uh, the thing Seth told me to chop off at the end. I didn't have time to, but I don't know if it's there even. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Okay. It, it, it's not chopped. He's off. chopping off sound. He's not chopping off body parts. All right. Before, so right? let's. Um, Okay, Ben, just give me a hand signal when you cue so Sean, so Sean and I can watch the video alongside. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, let's do it. Hey, babe, miss you. Thinking about you. How about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? He's leaned, he's leaned over three lines of code. <laughs> snorting it he's up with a snorting. <laughs> Where you get all of it? There's those big grains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot. He misses her. Yeah. And then goes after another line. <laughs> So what do you think, crazy? She in the room? I think about you when I do it. I think about how much I miss you, how high we get together, how much fun it was. Let's cut it off there. Let's cut it off there because I think he might say something at the end. I'm not sure. So he's like, he looks no, at the camera. Let's find out. He says, I miss, I miss you. I think about you and how yeah. we did this together. Yeah. Um, before he, he goes into this O-line meeting. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's see, but this is the guy. Yeah. He's no threat to become a head coach. At all. And he's admitted to, look, he had drug and alcohol issues. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, mean, I don't think he's a threat to become the OC here either. <laughs> but why? <laughs> it's saying. something he did. I mean, he was like... He was young. He was like young. 20, he was like fifty-one years old. <laughs> he barely. He's just a, a sapling at this point in his life. He hadn't matured yet. He's admitted he had drug and alcohol issues. He did and maybe a, a, a choice of women because you know who uh, leaked that video to the media. This this little you know love poem from him to her. Her her yeah yeah. 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 
She uh, saboteur. She was making some point about how uh, I can't remember which athlete it was at the time, but that young black athletes are kind of run through the ringer when they have legal issues. But how come not this guy? And it was like, well, because nobody knew about this. Yeah. So you released <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> so, but, but so his choice of her, like, to be the guy that she's in, uh, that he was in love with and couldn't. Swim. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's got the judgment to be the the next Texans offensive coordinator. Oh, definitely don't want his input on a quarterback. I'll tell you that right now. Where's <laughs> <laughs> on draft night? Wait, we got to get Chris's opinion on this guy before we draft him. Where is he? Pretty sure the bathroom, coach. <laughs> he's, he's, that's where he's been. <laughs> Telling somebody. He misses them. <laughs> uh, so he was that. Turn out to announce the pick, Chris Forrester. Yeah, what's up, guys? What do you want to know? What do you want to know? I got to tell you what. This guy is this guy to the moon with Bryce Young. My God. I've never seen such talent. Take a quarterback. I'll take seven. Seven of them. How many can we take? How many can we take? You know, a lot of times people say, like, okay, what do you want out of your quarterback? And uh, I always ask them, what what don't you want out of your quarterback? Right. You got to have everything. Right. But the, the way we're going to do it is kind of just redefine the paradigm in a way that people haven't done before. Com- I think about it, man, that sounds a lot like Jack Easter. <laughs> Commissioner's up there, and they play the little draft sounder. Ben, hit the little sounder for the draft. They're like, they're like, with the second pick, the Houston Texans, and Forster comes up there and just shoves Goodell all the way. We take C.J. Stroud. We got C.J. Stroud. Oh, Stroudy, baby. Stroudy, baby. We are taking C.J. Uh, which is, by the way, that is uh, that is who Mel Kuyper Jr. has them taking, by the way. Uh, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. What does old Kuyper's dog say about him? Kuyper's dog has Jalen Carter going to the Bears number one. So in this scenario. Whoa. So we actually prefer C.J. Stroud in this scenario. In the world, according to Kuyper, we do. Here's what it says. It says, Houston just fired Coach Lovey Smith and the franchise's clear offseason priorities upgrading quarterback. Talks about how Davis Mills struggles. I see Stroud as the best fit here as the Texans could get their top get their pick of the top passers. He's extremely accurate, can make every throw, excellent touch at every level of the field. I don't usually put much stock into a single game evaluation, but... Stroud's performance yeah. in the narrow <laughs> loss to Georgia in the semifinals showed me something. He was spectacular against an elite defense, carving up the Bulldogs with his arm and using his legs to maneuver the pocket and find receivers. Houston still has several needs, but it should start with Stroud. I have Stroud just barely behind Will Levis and Bryce Young in my rankings, but it's going to be a close race through April. Yeah, it's you know what, honestly... Like, because another thing scouts will always say is like how meaningless forty times are this, that, the other thing. But then they'll gush about somebody's forty times. Yeah, uh, some. You know, it's it's one of the biggest lies. It's like you earlier talking about how Aaron Rodgers was claiming that he didn't care about something Gronk said, and he talked yeah. for like three minutes about how he didn't care about. I know it. he didn't care because he explained it for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy, you sure are talking a lot about that thing you don't care about. Right. So I feel like forty times and great performances in bowl games are the same way. Every scout's going to tell you. Like, well, only a dullard would actually take one game and uh, extrapolate anything from that. However, <laughs> yeah, oh no, totally. Like, yeah, he's Kuiper's doing it. I don't yeah. usually put much yeah. stock. Everything yeah. before the butt is yeah. BS. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. So, uh, so CJ Stroud with the second overall pick. By the way, he's got Bryce Young going to the Colts at four. I, there are a lot of coaches, I think, that flat out, or, or GMs that flat out aren't going to want to draft Bryce Young because of his size. Along the lines of what Sean Payton was saying, like don't, um, you know, don't draft outside a prototype, and it it just comes down to the luck of the draw as to okay which team 
is is willing to trade up perhaps for that and which isn't. You know, Kyler Murray, okay. Kyler Murray went number one overall. There were plenty of teams that year that just flat out wouldn't have drafted Kyler Murray number one overall if they didn't have the pick or if they had the pick. So I, I think that's the big guessing game right now is who out there actually has an appetite for a quarterback that's so much smaller than your typical top pick and, and is willing to trade draft capital to get up there. Yeah, yeah. Because now they got to really be in love with the guy. It's one thing to have the number one pick mm-hmm. and take a guy who's not prototype. It's a whole other deal to aggressively trade up yeah. for that guy, too. Yes. You're kind of doubling down on your career longevity it, It's different if you trade up. It means you. It means it's not who fell to you. It's yeah. I want to go get that guy, yeah. and I'm willing to pay Yeah, to pay a premium so to do like, it. You could you could figure out a way to blame Lovey Smith on Bryce Young not working out as a quarterback if you were if you're right. number one overall yeah. if you you know like yeah. well you know if, if Lovey had just gone for two we wouldn't have been in that position yeah. yep. but you know we kicked the extra point and we tied it in overtime yep. yeah yep. um the Texans are also picking twelfth so let's do this the twelfth pick in the Mel Kiper mock draft Forster's not going to show up and shove him out of the way on this one. Lucas Van Ness, defensive lineman, Iowa. Um, Here's what he says. I gave the Texans their quarterback of the future with the number two pick. GM Nick Casario (laughs) should go with the best prospect on his board with this selection. This was acquired in the Deshaun Watson trade. Don't get picky and try to plug a hole. This roster has to improve in several spots. Van Ness is a versatile, productive defender who made an impact at end and tackle for the Hawkeyes. Even as he never actually started a game, he had 13 and a half sacks over the last two seasons. Overrated. The uh, the starting games I've in seen, college. Yeah. I've seen this story before, <laughs> and it happened in 2011. It, but it worked out that time. We're a Did J.J. Big, never start a game? Big, oh, no, I don't know if he oh, wait, didn't start a game. 2001? 2011. I'm just yeah. saying, like when J- I've seen this story before about a big white defensive lineman from the Big Ten getting drafted uh, yeah. that probably a lot of Texan fans aren't super familiar with. Yeah. While you have some more maybe appetizing players on the board, keep in mind, the next few players taken – after Lucas Van Ness, defensive lineman from Iowa, the most boring college sports program in college sports. Yeah, I I, I think with the the Van Ness deal, I the fact that he's kind of a he plays tall and isn't good versus the run. And do, do we know why he wasn't a starter? Necessarily? I have no idea. I have no um, idea. Dude, dude, I did everything I could to not watch Iowa football. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as just like height and weight, the biggest thing I've questioned right now is it's hard to do a mock draft for defensive players without knowing what kind of scheme they're going to run. Yes. Or who, you know, who their coach and defensive coordinator is. So like Lucas Van Ness, I think, if you want him to be an outside linebacker in a 3-4, it might make more sense than if you want him to be a 4-3 defensive end, just based on size and stoutness. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see them get a weapon if they're going to draft a quarterback. And yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State's the next player taken in this mock. Quentin Johnston from TCU, who I love, is still on the board. Jordan Addison from USC, wide receiver, still on the board. Michael Mayer, yeah. who I've publicly agitated Nick Casario about, tight end from Notre Dame, gets taken by the Packers three picks later. Um, not sexy, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah. That, that might get booed at the draft Lucas party. Van Ness, is uh, he's got a little too much of a, a pumpkin pie look to him, too. Yeah. He's, just, he's got like a little schoolboy haircut yeah. and a nice smile. 
Uh, I don't know. I need uh, Jerry Ference. Yeah, I need uh, a Ference player. I need a rough around the edges looking dude. Yes, you know, like even uh, like JJ when he got drafted, he had a bad haircut and you know, <laughs> kind of like a don't like he had a little baby fat around his face he and everything. Did. He didn't look like uh, he didn't look like a polished dude. I don't no, need polished he's way too linemen. handsome. Yeah, way too handsome, especially for somebody from Iowa. You're a, you're a handsome defensive lineman. You've capped yourself out at Seth Payne level right there. <laughs> I need a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Seth just called himself handsome. That was a scouting that was, report that was, against me. Says far too handsome. Right, for, you should be right. in Hollywood, not on the defensive line. <laughs> right. No, I was uh, I was pretty damn ugly myself. So yeah, uh, let's see. Howie Long. See, like Howie Long would have been good looking, but in a in a grizzly way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went to Villanova too, so he came in like small school chip on the shoulder guy. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't look like overly quaffed or anything. No. Or just you know. Aaron Donald's a good looking dude. But he's a. But he's not like uh, this guy. Looks no, like that a, guy looks like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Right. He's, he's a, a pretty, pretty boy. boy. He's a pretty boy. Yeah, that's, a, that's a word yeah. I'm trying to look. Gotcha. For. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what it is. He looks uh, right. An Abercrombie and Fitch model. Right. Like he should be. He should be cruising around with a a sweater over his shoulders Untucked or something. Flannel shirt. Yeah. 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 yeah hell with this guy. He's dead to me. Yep. Bury you in your fancy graveyard in your parents' Tony suburbs. You have not found your Trevor Penning yet. I'm excited for you to watch some of the film on these guys. An offensive lineman that I hate. Just somebody that you hate. (laughs) Trevor Penning, toughest guy in the world, ended up uh, not being so... He was uh, oh not being not being so what? Well, not being so durable. Oh yeah, he got hurt. He came back. I think he played pretty well. That's what I thought you were going to say. His his good plays are really good. I think he might have learned the lesson already of like, oh, I don't... I don't get to just pretend I'm a bully in the NFL. I got to actually learn how to play with technique, um, which I said all along. I never said he was definitely going to be awful. I said if he didn't learn to play with technique and not actually just be a moronic bully, he's going to get his ass kicked in the you, NFL. You I absolutely mean, yeah. did. You absolutely did. Um, Clint Sterner, I was listening to the drive yesterday with Sterner and Hughley, and Clint was talking about his vacation to Cabo last week and something that his wife Lauren did when they got back. And... I don't know how Clint does this one, this one thing that he describes. I have no idea why he does this. Hmm. That is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.